As a reminder to all of our Empaths Without Borders listeners out there, Sarah and I are not mental health professionals. Although we're professional in other ways. <laughs> and this podcast is not meant to be clinical advice. Uh, this is just our own perspective and our own inner work that we have done. And we hope that you enjoy regardless. Welcome back to Empaths Without Borders, the podcast where we make your problem our problem. I am one of your hosts, Jensi. And I'm Sarah Mori. Yep. And um, we are again in person um, having a couple of glasses of wine. Yes. Uh, for the first time in a long time, we've had some wine in person. It was pointed out by one of our listeners that we had been neglecting to say whether a certain podcast was a wine podcast or a coffee podcast. Yes. Um, but this one is definitely a wine yes. podcast. So cheers. And I think you can assume that if we don't mention it, it's probably a coffee podcast. You can also probably figure out if it's a coffee podcast based on how coherent I am. Right. So if it's coffee podcast, Jinsu will become more and more coherent <laughs> as we go along. And if it's a wine <laughs> podcast, I'll become less and less coherent as we go on. So if we forget to mention it, you can just use that simple rule of thumb. Yeah. One of my, one of my friends um, who listens to the podcast uh, mentioned to me, because I, I shouted, I gave her a shout out in one of our episodes. And so she texted and I was like, wait, which episode was that? And she's like, oh, it was this one. I said, oh yeah, okay, that was a wine podcast. And she's like, I was like, I got very tipsy during that. And she said, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Like it got less coherent as, it, as we went along. So <laughs> it's a, a job trying to see focus. I know I should, it should be a full-time job. But <laughs> anyway, we're here just still enjoying our Christmas break. Mm-hmm. All the kids came back home at three this morning. Yes. And we will be departing for Wisconsin at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. You guys are just so popular. You guys have like a pop-in social life. We do. A lot of people are like, you travel everywhere, but I don't feel like we really do that much. It's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of visiting family. Well, we have, a, I think it's just because we have so many moving parts to our family. That's true too. Yeah. We have four custody arrangements. <laughs> two of those are adults adults <laughs> but it's still a process it's so. still a process for sure yeah definitely lots of moving parts like you said yeah so that just makes sense so today we thought we'd kind of go off topic a little bit not it's not it's still all it's I feel like what's off topic for us hi kitty <laughs> oh but so the dog's gone yeah but the cat's going to join us now of course because we can't possibly have a podcast without interruption i know poor poor kitty poor kitty can't catch a break um yeah so this one it might seem i mean i i I say it's not way off topic for what we've been talking about but we've been doing a lot of like we started and i think our podcast will go a lot of different ways but we really wanted to hash out a lot of like the empath stuff boundaries inner work and I think that will continue to be the mainstay of our podcast yeah. but we'd like to hit on other topics like in a couple of weeks I'd like to talk to you once you finish that book you're reading oh yes 
um, about called me and white supremacy. I'm super excited um, to talk about that and just issues like that. But today we're going to talk about Reiki. Yes. And the first thing I want to say about Reiki is, well, it sound, it looks like it's should be pronounced Reiki because it's R-E-I-K-I or Reiki. It's actually Reiki. And it's a Japanese word, Rei and Ki is life force energy. I didn't know that. So it's right in there. And I became a Reiki healer about a year and a half ago. I was gonna say it was, it's been I again I I feel like the past two years have been like a blur. Yeah. I lost like two years. I um, think everybody has like COVID years don't count. I know maybe. it's so weird. I still think I the kids will be like, you know, last summer when we went to Disney World. They're like, like mm, no. no, that wasn't that last summer. That was a little while ago. <laughs> so, um yeah, but so you became a Reiki healer. And so I guess what what, what prompted your I guess your journey? Um yeah so I as with everything, it's always a progression or evolution of my interests. And sometimes it seems super random, but it really isn't because in my mind, like, like with the childbirth stuff, um, when I was pregnant with Sawyer, I was like really sure I wanted to have a natural birth. So I took a Bradley birth class, which was like 12 weeks. It went like pretty much textbook the way they said it would. And it was so obvious that the reason it went so smoothly was because I took this class. So I got really interested in birth and like education. And I had Levi at home because that led me to like, when I got pregnant again, I was like, man, I want to take that class again. So I did. And there was a couple in there having a home birth. And I had never even heard of that before. Like I had had a natural hospital birth and that was pretty out there at the time and still is but I was like oh my gosh I could have a baby at my own house like what tell me more that sounds amazing that sounds amazing and at the time we were living on a farm and all I wanted to do is like go onto the field and have a baby <laughs> <laughs> so it so Sawyer came early like 38 weeks oh and Levi I mean it's within the realm of normal but Levi at 38 weeks, I finally decided that I hated my OB doctors and they weren't going to give me a, a birth that I like. I was getting more and more upset every time I like if you go to your OB appointment and you end in tears, mm -hmm. it's a really big red flag that mm -hmm. they're not going to be a supportive birth provider. And so at 38 weeks, I switched to a home birth midwife. Oh my, Sarah. <laughs> Wait, Sarah, can we like at one point, can you just can we just have a podcast where you go down all the birth stories? Do, do the birth stories of all your they friends? are all hilarious and amazing. I like I, I think that would be a really great okay. podcast. Maybe we could idea. do that next time. That'd be a great one. <laughs> so then he was born literally a week later at home. Um and then I was just convinced, like, oh my gosh, like this is kind of the way to be. And so I took I started shortly after like training to become a certified um, childbirth educator because I'm like, women should know this stuff. Like it works. 
you're armed with knowledge and all of a sudden like this knowledge changes the course of what your birth looks like which changes the course of what breastfeeding looks like which can change the course of your kid's health I just feel like it's like very empowering because yeah like, like how many like I just think of this narrative that we have in society that childbirth is this terrible thing and that um even just like how it's portrayed in media, mm-hmm. right? Is this just like an extremely painful thing you have to endure? Yeah, I think you have to endure have to try than, to avoid and rather than something that um you can kind of like take con- take control and like ownership of, I right. guess. So anyways. And it really is empowering, and we can talk about that in the birth podcast. Yeah, and the oh the birth podcast. <laughs> And so then I became a childbirth instructor, but in order to do that, I had to go witness a different birth that wasn't one of my own. Mm. And then being at someone's birth was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, (laughs) it's one thing to like teach couples, right? Like, I'm going to give you all this information, but what I was noticing is that, you know, you're in a high pressure situation especially at a hospital birth. And so you forget a lot of the knowledge that you've learned and having someone with you who knows all of it can be super helpful. Mm -hmm. So then I got to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love. And it's like, you get to witness people's miracles, like this, one of the most special days of their lives. And you're like invited to be there. So I became a doula, which is someone who helps a woman through labor. And then from there, I had also struggled with breastfeeding with my first, just like almost every possible problem. And that inspired me to like, like I kind of had to figure out all of the things. So I became a certified lactation counselor because once again, like now that I do that professionally, it's very clear that almost the only difference between failure and success for your breastfeeding goals is having somebody supporting you who knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like so simple and almost no woman has that. You kind of like, you're kind of like shaping up to be like a one-stop shop for all birth right. needs. <laughs> and at some point then I was like, well, you know, I'm going to all these hospital births, but birth is even easier and better at home. And so yeah. for a couple of years, I was a student home midwife apprentice just didn't pan out with that could be a whole other podcast yeah (laughs) but anyway that's my point in all that story is like you know learning nutrition and childbirth and then doing my own inner work and then with the inner work stuff like my life coach talking a lot about energy Mm. and how I never really thought about it because I'm a very I mean, I can be really like crunchy, but <laughs> yes. But I'm also like super factual, like, mm. oh, there's always a cause and effect and it's very scientific and like, you know, yeah. I, fer- I still fairly believe that most chronic illnesses are something to do with diet. Like we're putting foods in our bodies and it causes problems, but I really never understood that there was like a spiritual component to mm. it or like all this energy and it can still be scientific because that's the whole field of quantum physics. Well, and that's what I was going to say, like, cause I guess I would like to you to continue on with your story, but when you had told me that you were, um, 
going to try to become, I guess, I don't know if you're like certified, like you were trying to become like a Reiki practitioner or provider. I don't know what you call it. And I remember when you told me about it and I was just like, I, I don't know. That, that seems a little woo woo out there. Yeah. It seems like a little bit out there. I don't, I don't know about that, Sarah. And I was kind of skeptical, but then I was like thinking, I was like thinking about it more. And, um, even just like, spirit like thinking spiritually right um it's not the people it's like spirituality is kind of a more of a base human thing like yeah you you evolve past spirituality which there's a a really great podcast out there by rob bell that talks about like the levels of human thought Mm. and we probably don't have time to go into it but like there's like the very religious base and then some people feel like they've evolved past, like, I don't need religion because that's like clearly man, you know. Yeah. But then the next level past that is realizing there is spirituality. Yeah. But it's like way more evolved than the first base oh, of spirituality. You should, you should only send, um, send that to me. Yeah. I would um, like to. I think that that's. That's something that I've, I've been like thinking a lot about that in the past mm. um, couple of years. And um, so, you know, kind of along with that school of thought, I was like thinking that it's really not that far fetched to think that um, there's can be like transfers of energy between right. two people, because even like this is, this is going to sound so like silly and it's a very silly metaphor, but even something like the moon has really big impacts on like the oceans and right. the sun has an impact on us, even just like, not, not even just light, but literally like gravity wise, right. It's like affecting this whole, yeah. whole planet and even our planet, you know, just the, um, like I mean, I feel much better when I go outside and I'm like, it's like, just like, right. Or like the science of grounding. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I was going to bring up too. Like, just like being out in nature or you have your actual bare feet in dirt. Yeah. Has so much crazy energy transfers to calm you. And that's why I love the beauty of like energy work because with you know, all the stuff that I'm learning, like this stuff all weaves together. There's not like, oh, I can either believe this or this, or this contradicts this. It's like, oh, wait, that's actually saying the same thing. This is so again, the study of quantum mechanics is about how, you know, if you go to the atom level or the subatomic level, Mm -hmm. like it's all theory. Like we assume this little neutron is spinning around this atom, but we don't, but at any minute it could be like across the world. Yeah. Spinning and, and like a chair isn't actually solid. Like, like we're not, like, we're not touching the chair, right? Like not It's a vibrating, like almost living thing. No, exactly. No. And that, and once I kind of connected that, I was like, oh, maybe maybe it's, it's not that weird to think about. Right. And then we'll get to this once you kind of like continue on with your story. But when you actually did Reiki, I mean, I was like, okay, this is something weird is happening that I don't know if I can explain. Right. <laughs> and that's the, so again, it can be like explained scientifically and 
one of my favorite people to listen to is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he's a um, neurophysicist mm -hmm. and he studies the impacts of like thought on the actual body. And, mm -hmm. and so there's all this scientific evidence that your thoughts can change physical matter. So they do studies on people who are in deep meditation, for instance, that are actually able to heal their own bodies. And it's like on one hand, people are like, well, that's not science, but he's one of these scientists that's like, well, it's actually very scientific because it's connected. It's also like, I don't know. I don't want to get too far down rabbit holes because you know how I get down rabbit holes. It, it does feel like if you completely discount things like the power of meditation or like mindfulness on like healing mm -hmm. um it feels like vaguely racist because it's like well that's like those are things that are very like associated with like asian countries or middle eastern countries mm -hmm. and it's just like a oh, hot obviously doesn't work it's like feels like very like well that's interesting that you say that because i you know growing up in a white evangelical home mm -hmm. I mean, meditation is frowned upon, but prayer, yeah, is. But it's like, a, like it has to be like a certain type of right. thing, right? It's but like, it's a spoiler alert. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. There's all these studies saying like how prayer is miraculous because it's the power of your mind, mm -hmm. and there's absolutely a spiritual component, and it's not to say that, you know, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of like the new age thinking of like people are gods but it's all combined like mm, yeah like humans are connected to god and it's scientifically proven it's in the bible it's you know yeah far eastern culture like we all have these and to me the it's, beauty is it's that like it's very, all the same yeah it's like very it's it's weird it's like it's not i shouldn't say weird it's interesting how they all kind of came to this like a very similar right conclusion I guess and like, just call it different names. you have to be able to start to see that instead of being so like oh this is yours like that's not true or like it's not science it's God doing this or mm -hmm. like it's all the things like that's the beauty of it is that science is a way to explain certain things but it doesn't exclude spirituality but before we get down the rabbit hole of all of that, we should back up and explain what Reiki is. Yeah, so I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Because so then you so got very interested in like, oh, like, well, there's also an energy component that's spiritual. And I'm starting to get interested in that because I'm very like, at least in this way, um, black and white, like, oh, it's if you're suffering, it's because of the food you ate. And it's a very clear cut thing. And and like, to me, I was realizing like, you know how we've talked about, you have to feel your feelings in your body. Yeah. And that's been a foreign concept to me because I'm like, my body and my mind are two separate things. And I always thought it was really funny that like, even with physical things, like I feel like my body's very disconnected from anything going on. Like it's not affected at all mm -hmm. um, to the point of like, even if there's something actually going on physically with me in my body of like, like say hypothyroidism, 
my body does everything it possibly can to pretend everything's okay. It's like, it's even, like a protective factor. even the blood works, like you have to look really closely because it's like, there's nothing to see here, people. It's also, it's, it's, it's very, everything's fine. It's so annoying. I'm not sick in any way. And like, I always complain that while I like trying to eat healthy, I'm not a person who's like, oh, every time I eat this, I feel terrible. To me, there's rarely a link to feelings. So it's really hard for me to like stay on, mm. you know, there's no feedback from my body of like, oh, this food is bad for me. And every time I eat it, I feel sick. I'm just like, I don't know. I cut that out for a month and I don't feel any different. Or if I do eat this, it's not like, but I realize that it's more of my, how much my mind's been disconnected from my body and I have to start oh. tapping into it. Gotcha. I will say that it's, it is very apparent for me when I eat dairy <laughs> that it's not, right. that I don't feel good. <laughs> um, yeah. So then you, so then you became interested in like this, like the, like spiritual, I guess, energy or, right. or like, is there another way to, especially with some it. like, so for me, it wasn't a lot of physical. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like I'm really suffering physically but a lot of emotional blocks. I'm like, I can't get past no matter how much inner work I'm doing. And so Reiki, I took a Reiki healer. It's almost like, this sounds really woo woo, <laughs> but you don't like sit in a class and learn how to do it. You basically ask to be, come open to it and like almost get a download. Okay, <laughs> I'm just, I just gave Sarah the most concerned look. So again, Reiki is Japanese for life force energy. And, and in the simplest terms, it's using very gentle touch so that the person that's getting the Reiki, their bodies can relax enough to heal themselves. Mm. And so a Reiki healer is, this is where I bring in my like, Christian background is like you're basically asking for the gift of healing oh interesting okay and anybody can ask for the gift of healing you don't have to be a special person again a lot of empaths become Reiki healers just because that's appealing to them but it doesn't mean like I I'm more naturally a healer than someone else but biblically speaking like the New Testament talks about asking for spiritual gifts. And one of the spiritual gifts is healing people's physical ailments. And Jesus himself talks a lot about like, you guys are all capable of doing any healing that I'm capable of. You just have to ask for it. And so to me, it's like, oh, this is the same thing. Even though a lot of Christians think Reiki is like a dark magic. Oh, really? And like you that. should stay away from it. Well, I mean, it is it is like weirdly like magical. <laughs> like I like I don't know. It's it's oh, we'll talk we'll talk yeah. more about it. So you kind of ask to just be like, I want to become a healer, and you do a lot of kind of meditative states to like open up to having the gift, if you will. Well, and I think that you know one of the things that we've talked to, talked about is like manifestation and intentions, right? Mm -hmm. So like 
so manifestation is where you envision the outcome that you want. And then just like by envisioning what you want and figuring out the steps to get there, it's kind of like in your mind. And so then it's, you're, it's like, I, the way that I, the way that I view manifestation is, um, so I used to do a lot of mountain biking in high school. And mm -hmm. when it comes to like going down a hill, if you see a big rock and you're like, oh crap, I have to avoid that rock by like just looking at the rock, you're probably going to hit it because you're like, that's where you're looking. Right. But if you're looking at what you're going to do to avoid that rock, that's where like, that's the path that you're going to go along. So right. if I'm looking at an outcome that I want, I'm trying to figure out the path that I want to take to get there and just having it in my mind is makes it easier for me to get to that path. Right. So Reiki can be a tool. It's yeah. really like, if you're ready to release some things in your life, and again, it can be physical, it can be an illness, it can, or it can be some kind of emotional block. So the nitty gritty of Reiki is when I do a session with somebody, they're on a table fully clothed and it's like just gentle touch. There's mm -hmm. no like massage or anything. Sometimes you don't even really touch. Like it's you like, just kind of like, yeah. And cover. the cool thing is, Reiki can also be done distance wise, because if it's literally energy work, energy is everywhere. And if we think in the quantum mechanic world of like this mm -hmm. particle could be anywhere at any time in time, space, the time space continuum, that if I'm thinking of healing Gen C, I can do that from anywhere. Yeah. So to all of our listeners that don't live in Wyoming, you guys can hit Sarah yeah. up for some Reiki distance-wise. So to calm everyone's fears, the first, one of the first rules of Reiki is that it can only be used for good. Because you're like, when I start a Reiki session, I ask like the highest good, like God and his like guardians kind mm -hmm. of to come into the space and you ask for everything else to be blocked out. So no other lower energies are allowed in the space. So it's only, you can only use it for good. You can't cause any damage to anybody. You can't use it for evil. You can't use it to hurt somebody. And it's all based on free will. Sarah, has anybody told you that you're basically like a white witch? <laughs> <laughs> so if I knew Jinsi was like super like depressed, let's say depression. Yeah. I could do Reiki on her, but it's also based on free will. So I can I be open to it. She has to be open to it. Like I can do it and I could be doing it without her even knowing or asking. It's not going to do anything if she's not willing to be open to healing. Mm -hmm. If there's something inside of her that's like, I'm just not ready to let this go. I can't have that kind of power over you. Mm -hmm. But like my Reiki instructor was like, I'll do Reiki on someone I've passed, you know, in the car, just knowing they need it. And it's whether or not they're open to it that it's going to be received. Um, so it's kind of just like putting out almost like positive intentions. And if they, if it's accepted, it's accepted. Right. Interesting. Okay. And so I had a friend who learned Reiki and then she wouldn't practice because she was so afraid that it would cause 
harm because like I think some people if it's like well I don't if I don't have my shit together all the time I can't meddle in someone else's shit or um oh gotcha. like if I'm not really on sent you know like I'll do meditations during the day and you try to get really centered and stable and some days are just kind of shit shows like so you're like I don't want to I don't want to be in a place where I'm out of control right like someone's opening up their their spiritual aura to you and you're but if you're like out of control like maybe some very negative energies can come in but that can't happen if you're calling in reiki energy oh interesting and so you also ask that your personality and ego be set aside so it's it's an interesting thing because you are given the gift of healing yet it's not you that's doing it like I don't have that kind of power I only have the power to channel it from God would you say you're a conduit yes I I think you should just start calling yourself a Reiki conduit yeah so it's again like I'm not going to go around being like oh yeah I totally can heal you but I can also be like yeah, it has the power to do that if you're open to it. And it's not necessarily me, mm-hmm. but it's because I've asked to have that. Yeah. So it's kind of out there, but then if you think about it either scientifically or like spiritually or even in the Christian world, like one of my favorite verses is like when Jesus was walking in a crowd and a woman touched his robes because she knew that if she just could touch him, she would be healed. And he just, he didn't know anyone touched him, but he could feel the energy go out of him. Oh, interesting. And she got healed. But it's like, again, yeah, we're not Jesus, but we, he also is very clear in the Bible that's like, hey, you guys have the same power to do whatever I'm doing. Hmm, that's really interesting. But a lot of Christians, like, we forget that part. It's like, no, no, you have to really pray and God's the only one who can help you. I think there's a lot of things that um, Christians have forgotten about. Yes, that's um, like pretty clear in the Bible. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that um, Jesus would have been a, a raging leftist. Yes. <laughs> we liked it. We can have a podcast we about that. a whole podcast about how Jesus was a leftist. So the um, interesting thing, well, I was going to say like, so really quick, can I just, you, you've done Reiki on me once. Can I just like yes. share, this is like an anecdote because yes. again, I was a little, like, I was a little bit skeptical going in, but I was like, I'm going to be open to this because like, it was right when you were getting your certification or. Yeah, it was just, I had gotten it, but I wanted to practice on yeah. everyone. You're like, I want to practice. I mean, our seven year old was like all gung ho about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh yeah okay he hops up on the table and he lays there and I did Reiki and then he's like okay that was really good <laughs> that, that's just a good way to like hype yourself up yeah right <laughs> so yeah so you asked um you're like I just want to practice before I start like offering this as a service and I was like okay that sounds great well can I tell them why you're like oh yeah I'm I'm having really bad cramps today. Yes, so that was what, that's what I was going to say. Like, I was having really bad cramps. And maybe if you do Reiki on it, it will go away. Yes. And so I was like, I was like, I'm having really bad cramps. And also I, I just, I get like chronic headaches. I get at least like two or three headaches a week. And so I was like, I have like headaches and headaches today. And yeah, I'm like having really bad cramps. And so, so I was like, oh, maybe Reiki can help. And then I can practice and maybe it'll help, like help with you. And so 
I didn't feel, I didn't feel a whole lot until like you, I guess, I don't know, you like moved down. I didn't feel really anything in like my neck or shoulders where I was like having the headache. But when you like got down to like my torso, like lower torso area, um, it was like, it was very strange. It was like, kind of like alternating between like really warm and cold. Mm. Like it almost felt like it, it almost like, you know, when, um, something is so cold and almost feels hot, mm -hmm. it was kind of like that. It was like alternating between like really warm and really cold. And it was like very, it was very strange. And I think I asked you afterwards, I can't remember what you said. I was like, did you feel like, did you feel that? That was like really weird. And I can't remember if you, if you said, well, and that we'll have to talk about like, so sometimes the Reiki healer will feel things. Sometimes the client feels things. Sometimes neither of us feel things, but it doesn't mean anything necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times something will come to me and they say that's like, you just always trust like whatever. Mm. Like if I'm have my hands on someone and just like a word comes into my head, that's from the divine. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so it's just like, usually like, yeah, I've, and I'm again, 101 here on all this stuff. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, I'm fascinated by it, but I'm learning about chakras and yeah. auras. And so like your lower torso is like your second chakra, your, your sacral or your creative yeah. chakra. It's orange. Anyway. So there's a lot of things that happen like between your sacral chakra and like the upper stomach is the um, solar plexus okay or your power sources okay so if i so like if i i mean it was like the lower third so your second chakra so what does that mean that it was like weird feelings <laughs> Weird feeling. Well, your sacral chakra is all like your creative energy, sexuality, reproduction, right? Like it's obviously like where your organs are. Um, so there's some physical link to like your organs there. But sometimes it's just like drawing out whatever's like kind of stuck or blocked. Oh, interesting. Okay. So anyway. So, anyways. I remember like asking Sarah, I was like, that was, I was like, because mm. again, I went into this thinking I was kind of a skeptic. And then afterwards I was like, okay, that was weird. I don't know if I can, I don't know if there's like an explanation for that. Jump forward to about a week later. Um, and also it's just some context just for our listeners. This was, this was a kind of a rough month for me kind of leading up to this because our family dog had died a dog that um, I dog sat a lot, um, had to be put down. And then Ruth Bader Ginsburg died <laughs> all in the span of three weeks. And um, I had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of feelings about it. <laughs> it was just, just seemed like things were just, you know, just kept piling up. And I ended up, <laughs> I ended up, in Walmart, just I think I I think I went specifically to I can't remember I went to go get something specifically from Walmart, but while I was there, I went to the kitchen section and they had a teeny tiny waffle maker. <laughs> it's like the size of my my hand, mm -hmm. and I saw it and I just like it was so cute that I just started crying like sobbing. 
just absolutely sobbing in the middle of Walmart. Which again, so if I had worked on her with cramps, this doesn't make sense like physiologically because we're not usually that emotional like the week after our period. No, not at all. So Jinsi calls me. She's like, I don't know. It's been really weird. It's really emotional. I've been really emotional, which makes no sense because I'm not PMS. I just had my period like and it was kind of weird. <laughs> it was almost weird that you even texted me that because we don't typically even no. talk about stuff like that. No. And so, and I think it was like four or five days maybe after yeah. you had a Reiki session. And I was like, well, that's weird. But then I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> when we do a Reiki session, a lot of things get released. It's almost like, I kind of describe it as a cross between therapy and a massage or like almost like chiropractic where you yeah. like like you release a nerve and right it's like oh or like you know how you get a massage and they're like no drink lots of water because oh. we've released a bunch of toxins from your body <coughs> and so reiki's like releasing a bunch of emotional toxins so you want to drink a lot of water afterwards and like go super easy on yourself and pay attention to Apparently like i did not <laughs> but i realized that she had released a bunch of emotions she had been holding and she's again, like, I just want to cry a bunch for everything I was like again I don't like to be in my emotions right. so yeah I guess I'll unlock something and the funny thing was the only thing I told her was like I think it was from the Reiki just be gentle with yourself and let yourself be sad and like within two hours you text me back you're like I feel so much better now <laughs> I do feel so much I did feel so much better I was like oh I feel great. And so I think the second part of like doing Reiki is like then letting yourself release that stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my clients, it's really fun because everyone has a different experience. Mm -hmm. So what again, Reiki does is like, you're kind of get the client into a really relaxed state and you're like in the beta wave brain wave energy where it's kind of again like a massage but you're in that weird like you're not asleep Mm -hmm. but you're kind of daydreaming and dozing and you know when you're trying to nap and you're like I don't think I'm asleep but you're you're clearly are because you're having really weird random plots so really quickly this summer um my best friends and I went to um array just for a couple, I think it was like a night and they have hot springs there and then they have massages at the hot spring and the masseuse or the massage therapist um, that was at the hot springs. I can't remember what she, what like branch of massage therapy that she said that she did, but she, it, it was weird because it seemed like it was kind of a weird cross between massage and like Reiki because mm-hmm. at one point she literally just had her fingertips like at the back of my skull and just like rested there. Yeah. And, um, I didn't really notice it, but she's like, oh, I noticed that your like, your eyes started like moving around. Like you were in your, oh, like, I think the, it's, like our, it's like the, um, like the theta, like our, like yeah. the REM sleep. Yeah. Like your eyes started moving around. So you like, it seems like you went under and she's like, yeah, like I, she's like, I do a lot of energy, like energy work in the massage too, to kind of like release some of that stuff so mm-hmm. she's like I always look for people's eyes because the eyes are very telling because you know when you're getting a massage and you have your eyes closed they're not your eyeballs aren't really moving around yeah um but yeah she's like your eyes were like moving around like crazy interesting I was like oh that's so cool yeah I was like 
and I told her about you. I was like, my sister in law does Reiki. That's so cool. That seems like such like a Reiki thing. But yeah, so a lot of people just have, you know, they might not feel a lot. Sometimes they feel like you mentioned hot or cold sensations. Several people I work on, they'll feel like their feet are rooted into the ground. Like, oh, interesting. Like if I were to try to move my leg right now, I couldn't. Oh. I've had well, clients. And you've had some some strange side effects from doing Reiki too. Yeah. Not much. Cause again, like a lot of people I'm like, I think there's some pressure of like, I, some people expect me to like, Oh, here's what I all felt. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I feel things, sometimes I don't. Oh, Interestingly, the longer I'll work on somebody, maybe the first time they come in, I'm like, by not feeling anything, I know that a lot of things are blocked. Cause I'm like, I just didn't feel anything. They come in a second time. I start feeling more. They come in a third time. It's like all this stuff starts getting like released. <laughs> yeah. But the first time I'm like, Ooh, like, I don't know what to even tell you. Cause I like everything was so shut down, mm. but some people will have like sensations of color. They'll see oh. color, which is really indica indicative of like auras or chakras. Um, some people just have this, like one person was like, oh, I felt like I was kind of flying around. Um, some people like, yeah, like heaviness, cold, warm, um, a, a word might come to them. One person I worked on that was really, really, really sick would be like, I could just feel the sickness coming out of me and going down into the ground through your feet. Oh, wow. And that was the experience where I actually got physically ill. Yeah. Working on that person. It's like you really are a conduit. Like, yeah. And I hope that someday if that happens again, like, like realizing it's not my own things that I'm feeling, but also like there was just so much coming at me that I wasn't prepared to feel. Mm -hmm. And I was having the symptoms she was having with her illness. That's so interesting. But then she, like, we could both tell that it worked. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. But I, like, okay. The, like, this then I, like, after that, I was like, yeah, this is a, a thing. This is a real thing. Like, happening. the scientist in me really wants to figure out a way that we can quantify this like right I don't know if like doing brainwave analysis or like I just like well Joe Dispenza be... does like MRIs cat scans yeah. on people and he'll actually like one study he did was people like basically meditating on healing their bodies and they would study the telomeres in the D their DNA oh, yeah. The telomeres, yeah. and within three days they would study them again and they were longer that's okay like by a long shot like crazy amounts okay <laughs> I have questions but is this a book he does a, he has a lot of books but just a lot of scientific data okay there. I'll have to you know just look it up because I mean I don't know if I have a time I know it's like oh I need to research that well I have a lot of lists on my a lot of lists of books that mm -hmm. I need to read for different things like I have books that people have recommended me for like anti-racist work or like 
body positivity or like mental health and I just yeah I have too many books I don't have enough time but it's just so fascinating because last week we were talking about the book I'm reading right now about stress in the body oh yeah and disease and it all goes into it's all it's all connected connected and yeah Sarah like texted me she's like basically we're gonna die (laughs) I was like Sarah that's not (laughs) Sarah that's not that is not only if we keep repressing our emotions (laughs) that's hard I know and you're like, great. And now I'm going to die because of it. So <laughs> now I'm more stressed. What am I going to do? But Reiki can, so a couple things I want to touch on is again, it's a tool. So it's like inner work. Like you can't, you just can't get around doing the work yourself. <laughs> so yeah. if you're expecting a Reiki healer to just heal your body by laying there, sounds great. Yeah, I would love to have somebody else heal me. But it's more like you have to be willing to put in the work to be open to that working for you. Mm -hmm. And like each session, like therapy, you can't just go in one time and be like, oh, that was great. And now I'm all better. Crap, maybe I should do more Reiki with you, Sarah. (laughs) It's like we're digging deeper and deeper and really releasing things. And you have to make the commitment and also just like, like I'll give people kind of assignments to do like okay we we opened you up but now you have to do some of this work I mean you still have to be open to it so it's not like going to the doctor and getting a pill like oh someone you know I just did Reiki and that fix whatever you know emotional trauma I have yeah it is a little bit more like therapy yeah and so that's a big component and it really won't work unless you are open to like I really am dedicated to getting over this but what I love about the idea of Reiki too and again going back to the stress and the the body connection is that um and I forget what I was gonna say (laughs) you have to be open to it and shoot Stress body connection, open to it. I don't, um, don't remember what I was going to say. And this is why you can tell it's a wine. Yes. <laughs> we lose our train of thought. Um, maybe I'll get back to it. Yeah, maybe I'll come to you. It'll come to you like two hours from now. Mm-hmm. It's just like eating properly or going to a therapist or you know, there's not a simple solution here. Well, and also I think that I'm um, putting it on someone else to like heal you. And and sometimes, sometimes I feel like our, we're not, we're not, I mean, I think that we, I think that we are encouraging. Sometimes I feel like it's like not super encouraging because it's like, it's just, it's a really hard work and you're going to have to continue working at it. And there's nothing like I, again, I mentioned this in the last episode, I think people often want that magic pill like that that will fix everything they want the magic solution and sometimes it does feel kind of discouraging Mm -hmm. when we're like well it's a lot of work and also not one thing is gonna work for every single person but see to me it doesn't feel like discouraging when you're like if you want to run a marathon yeah you have to know it's gonna take a lot of work 
yeah, if you're like, no. can, if someone convinces you that it's like, oh my gosh, of course you should do that. That's a great idea. It'll be great. And then people do it and you're like, why the fuck did you tell me it would be so great? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I think I remember what I was going to say though. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. like we hold a lot of trauma <clears throat> in our bodies too. So yeah. even if and this is why Reiki I works stress like right all over. And this is what I'm really figuring out too is like, okay. So again, if I go to my black and white science brain of like, well, my back hurts because I was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. So there's no energy happening, right? But sometimes your back hurts because of the car accident because it's still holding on to the trauma of the car accident well it's it's okay so you say that we were on our way back from picking up your kids on christmas eve and a couple i was like ah was it last year when that was in the spring when your oldest got it was february february when he got into the car car accident and we had like when he got into the car accident the family dog was in the car and we were like kind of joking that he because he started getting like really antsy like right where the accident yeah it was really freaky so yeah my our 18 year old rolled his car on the interstate about halfway between Cheyenne and Laramie he walked away without a scratch and this stupid dog like (laughs) like they rolled the car the dog was not injured in any way neither one of them were injured the dog freaked out of course ran off they finally caught him, brought him back. And he's kind of an anxious dog anyway. He's feral. He's feral. But well, that's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's like feral. So we go pick up Sawyer and this dog, Zeke. Mm-hmm. And Zeke was like a little bit wound up. It but wasn't he was, bad though. Like but he, he was like sitting on your lap. He and he like chill for the most part. He was chill and wanted to just like, as long as my people are here, yeah. like. Jincy Sawyer and Axel were all in the back seat mm-hmm. and the dog had to be on their laps because we had no room and he was kind of like as long as I can c- kind of touch everybody I'm mm-hmm. fine and like Jincy said within a couple miles of this road trip and I don't think he's been on that road trip I don't think he has been well maybe well, Justin's the- brought him a couple over and back a couple times but we don't know how he was yeah during those trips but within a couple of miles of where the accident happened, he like got up and started like he was panting, he was drooling, yeah. he was freaking out, like pacing back and forth, like yeah, he was really freaked out, which was crazy to think that this dog who only has animal thoughts, just his body knew, yeah, from and almost a year ago. Another great book, The Body Holds Trauma. And again, this is why Reiki works on even physical problems is that even if there's a logical explanation for why your body hurts, it might not be able to let go of the pain or heal itself because of the trauma it endured. And until you deal with the emotional aspect of it, you can't fix the physical side, which to me is really hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah, well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that like, you know, jumping back a little bit to the metaphor that you had with the um, the marathon, like running a marathon. I guess I see a lot of um, a lot of these things as like the the 
magic pill. I think mm. of it as like diet culture more than like right. running a marathon where people are like, I just want to be thin. Right. So or I'll just eat grapefruits for three just, months and or, then I'll be thin. Or I'll just take this magic or yeah, like eat, like have this magic diet. I think that a couple, like when I was in high school, the big magic diet was, it was like lemon juice and cayenne oh, pepper. Yeah. yeah. Like you just poop everything out. Yeah. And... I was like, of course you're going to lose like right. 10 pounds. You're literally, <laughs> but the thing like energy work does is maybe why, like, what emotions are you holding on to that are causing you to eat foods you shouldn't be eating or just like or changing your mindset to being instead of I like instead of the intention or the um like end goal being I want to lose weight the end goal being I want to be healthier yes right so even you know like and I mean partially the reason why I started going to the gym this like last like five six months is because I'm going to college again and it's in like the gym you might have, yeah are included in my tuition and I'm like if I'm going to be paying for yeah. the gym I'm going to go to the gym um but like my, my intention in going to the gym is I want to get stronger and I want to be healthy like there's no other right. like end goal right which I feel like could be a whole podcast about how frustrated I get with why we have to pit body image against health or weight loss of like it's not that we think obesity is like shameful it's more we need to be healthy like we need to have a goal of health Mm -hmm. and there's clearly certain things that are like red flags against health but it it just gets all bastardized into like body image mm-hmm. instead of like like you said like focusing on healthiness yes so anyway that's i think topic. that yeah it's, we, we we should be keeping a list yeah uh, i have a list yeah um, i think i have a shared list that we i don't know if you ever we've ever used it <laughs> um well the last the other thing i want to touch on with reiki is again the cross between like the spiritual and the scientific is that a lot of hospitals actually use Reiki in their practice. And many, many doctors and nurses are Reiki healers as well, because there's a lot of research out there to support Reiki healing when you're sick. Mm. And so a lot of bigger hospitals routinely use Reiki And I can remember, they never said this was, but I'm almost positive. So after I had Levi, again, hashtag birth podcast later. I put that on the list. Okay. Just now. (laughs) I had him at home. I ended up hemorrhaging. Mm. The midwife handled it, but she wanted me to go to the hospital just to make sure everything was fine. So I ended up at the hospital overnight and a nun came in the next morning and offered to pray over me Mm. but she laid her hands on me and spent like 20 minutes just in silence with her hands on me and I'm almost 100% sure now she was doing Reiki on me I I mean by a different name right she's like can I she used the word prayer but it was clearly Reiki energy work she was doing because 
when I finished, like I was crying because I went through something traumatic, not because I bled, but because I got separated from my baby in the process, which was the whole point of having a home birth was that that wouldn't happen to me. And I had to like, I had to grieve a lot of things with that birth that I didn't get to have. And anyway, so a lot of hospitals do use that. And so they've done a ton of research on Reiki. And I wanted to read you some scientific research. Oh, yay. Okay. Because we all like scientific research. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see us, but whenever we do that noise, <laughs> we like pretend like we, I have glasses and I push them up my nose and Sarah pretends like she has glasses and she never knows. A, re- a research study at Harvard Hospital and Harvard. Hartford, Connecticut indicates that Reiki improved patient sleep by 86%. What? Reduced pain by 78%. Reduced nausea by 80%. And reduced anxiety during pregnancy by 94%. I was going to say, like, that has to be way up there. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and a friend of mine, her husband ended up in the hospital with a coma for several months and they did Reiki on him and it improved and then she went into the hospital for some like minor surgery and they were telling her like it's like a four-week recovery or something and she had someone call her and be like hey I can do Reiki on you before your surgery and she's like I recovered within a week oh my gosh yeah that's really so that's a that's very quick yeah so Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of research in the area as well and so it is welcomed by a lot of medical professionals that's so interesting I, i just i just i just think it's very interesting that um it seems like it by different like it goes by kind of different names and I think that what I what I kind of think of, because I think that, you know, some people may think of energy work as being prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that I even think that if it is, even if, even if like nothing, if it, if it turns out that it's nothing, right? If it's just like the placebo effect, mm-hmm. at least it's having an impact, right? Right. Like whether or not there's actually like energy right. transfer, the fact that there's, so much which just goes to show the power of the mind yeah exactly at the very least our minds are that powerful yeah that it's taking something that is intangible and giving you a better outcome that's so interesting and the beauty of reiki is that you're like not eventually a good reiki healer will just help their clients be able to do it on themselves oh like you have that power you don't always have to go to an outside source to just get healed do you do reiki on yourself i do and that's the fun part about reiki on others is that you're also opening yourself up to divine energy mm-hmm. so it can only benefit you as well and a lot of people ask that question of like you know or my example of feeling sick after treating someone that was sick but really it shouldn't zap any my own energy because it's not my energy Mm -hmm. like you said I'm a conduit so 
it's only like I'm also asking to be healed in a Reiki session by doing it. Like a crystal, Sarah. <laughs> yes. Like a white witch crystal. <laughs> a white witch crystal. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'm very fascinated by this topic. Um, I'm sure that we'll have lots of people who listen that are hopefully yeah also interested and um hopefully i mean if they want they can send us a question about how reiki works or can sarah do reiki on me yes i think the biggest thing i want to get out there is that so many people just have this mistrust in it of like Mm -hmm. oh it's like the dark yeah energy and we shouldn't be doing that and it's dangerous i just don't see it that way and growing up in that kind of environment of like being really careful of energy work, I just can't, it just makes so much sense. And it aligns more with mm-hmm. the higher spirituality than low, lower because there is definitely dark energies out there, mm-hmm. but Reiki's like, you're asking for all that to be blocked out. And so either you believe in spiritual you know entities or you don't and so if reiki's like you know you do you do have to kind of cast aside and like a christian reiki master could be like like a nun like call it whatever you want prayer yeah hands of healing gift of healing it doesn't really matter because even with that like biblically like we're using different languages anyway yeah no, and I think that, I mean, we can probably wrap up here soon, but I think that that's the thing that um, I really want to listen more to the podcast that you mentioned at the beginning that was talking about like the different levels, because I do, I do kind of feel like I, like, we, you know, that I'm, I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more spiritual than I am religious. And I think that for me, religion does feel very, um, I don't want, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, maybe like simplistic slash, like, I feel like, I feel like it's not, um, we can't, we should have a whole topic, a whole podcast on this, honestly, mm-hmm. because I think that we had a previous podcast when we tried to podcast before, but we were not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Where we talked about some of like your religious beliefs and mm-hmm. kind of your journey through religion and, um, I do, I do feel like religion can be really beneficial for people who maybe don't have um, a good understanding of the, their morals. Like it's a, it basically like, it's like a, a moral guidebook for people who right. to like follow. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I don't need that moral guidebook. I feel like I can be a good person without having these rules set aside for right. me. Um, and so I feel like I'm kind right. of like you were saying, like the high, like higher tier. Like an evolution because some people stop at the next level of like, kind of like science is God. Yeah. Like, oh, everything's explainable and you guys just need science. Which I feel like I was probably in a couple, like when we did that mm-hmm. first episode that we did a couple in our lost podcast. <laughs> and then, but now I'm kind there's of, there's like a next step. Yeah, I feel like that's where I'm going. Oh my gosh, there is more. Yeah. But it can all be brought together. Yeah. And like a really cool dynamic. 
and it's also just interesting to think about how humans have evolved in that way like have come to the same like they they use very similar language um to explain the same thing right and i think you know like i for a while there my guilty pleasure was ancient aliens oh not because i actually believe in ancient aliens because i think that that's like inherently very um like like racist because it's like these brown people couldn't possibly build these pyramids like mm. they had to have help from ex- extraterrestrial obviously in heavily implied sarcasm you guys but um it's just so interesting because like even like across the globe at this around the same time people came to similar origin stories mm-hmm. and have like very similar ways that they explain things and I just think that's so fascinating. And in, and in another life, I probably would have done like cultural anthropology <laughs> slash been a winemaker. <laughs> yes. So, well, is this a good place to wrap up? I think it's a great place to wrap yeah. up. Um, yeah. So Sarah, do you want to plug your, because like you said, you can do Reiki distance wise. Do you want to plug I your can. business? Yeah, I guess. Yes, I love seeing clients and helping them through their emotional or physical blocks, whatever they're feeling. I've helped people with pain, disease, emotions, panic attacks. A lot of people ask me, like, would that be helpful for anxiety and depression? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Cramps. Cramps. And the thing I love is then just bringing in some inner work. Like, my whole goal is to be really holistic, whether I'm treating people with nutrition or energy like they're they're all combined yeah and so if yeah like okay if you're having the same thing like if you're having stomach pains because you keep eating dairy for instance (laughs) but you want to call anybody out or anything (laughs) but then you want me to heal you through reiki so that you can just keep eating dairy like that's like that's kind of the difference between the tool and like the like I'm just gonna have someone else fix my like take the pill so I can dairy is like a super easy like analogy of like yeah people like oh I don't want to not eat dairy so I'll just take a pill to help me absorb dairy or yeah or like if I just do Reiki maybe my stomach will heal well maybe there's a reason why you want to keep eating dairy even though it doesn't because cheese is delicious yes (laughs) but there's probably a reason why like (laughs) and this is the fascinating part like physiologically we (laughs) are not wrapping up (laughs) we often eat foods that we're allergic to because our bodies are weirdly addictive to the crash and burn yeah like oh i felt like because it's because you crash because you crash And then your body sends like adrenaline or endorphins to like fix your crash. Right. So you get addicted to the endorphins. So a little um, spoiler alert. If there's a food that you cannot cut out or you feel addicted to, it's often a food that you're allergic to because of your physiologic crash and burn feeling. So then you do energy work not to be like, oh, then I can just keep doing that. It's like, why do I feel the need to do that to my body? Because I have a lot of emotions, Sarah. Right? <laughs> I need 
void <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> okay, Sarah. Okay, so Sarah, where can our listeners find you if they want to do Reiki? So you can go to my website, sarahannette.com, and that's S-A-R-A-H-A-N-N-E-T-T-E.com to mm-hmm. learn more. You can either book just like a discovery call with me to see if I can help you mm-hmm. or book some sessions. And again, you know, you kind of want to be prepared. Like I'm always open to, you just want to try it to see. Yeah. Um, great. But just kind of keeping in mind, it's more like therapy where it's not like, oh, it just fixed whatever ailed me. Yeah. I feel like I probably need to do more Reiki with you, Sarah. Yeah. Gosh. Get, get out my schedule for the new year. I know I should, especially going into the new year yeah. in school and it will give me more reason to come up and see you guys. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say if you need more reason. I know. You're like, I'm sorry, grad school friends. I can't hang out with you. I have to, I have a Reiki session. I have some important work. I have important work to do. Well, I think that's a great place to end. Um, so our listeners, um, it's just a reminder to you guys to please like subscribe rate review we have no reviews yet what on apple podcast which is the one that i feel like so disappointing that's the like i listen to all my podcasts on spotify um mostly because i like to have all my things condensed into one mm-hmm. so i listen to all my music on spotify so i'm like i have to have my podcast on spotify now too but i think that apple podcast is the one that um is used by more people and it's definitely it's definitely the one that um the algorithm is gonna uh, pick up on more so please leave us a review and maybe during one of our uh next episodes we'll read out a review so if you leave a funny one we'll read it out Um, so please like like i said like subscribe rate review follow share to your friends and family because we would love to reach more people we have lots of important things to talk about not to be cocky (laughs) we have lots of important things to talk about and we would love to reach more people so yeah absolutely and coming in january we have a guest host on the schedule on our and so I'm super excited to be interviewing her. I'm excited to meet her. Yes. And if you guys have ideas for who you'd love to hear be a guest on our show, please email us too. Absolutely. And our email is empaths with an S without borders at gmail.com. Not to be confused with empaths with borders. Which we do <laughs> not have. <laughs> Don't. And also <laughs> a reminder do not be like us have boundaries <laughs> this is tongue-in-cheek people tongue-in-cheek tongue-in-cheek okay sarah all right well we'll talk to you next time sounds good goodbye Bye.
As a reminder to all of our Empaths Without Borders listeners out there, Sarah and I are not mental health professionals. Although we're professional in other ways. <laughs> and this podcast is not meant to be clinical advice. Uh, this is just our own perspective and our own inner work that we have done. And we hope that you enjoy regardless. <laughs>